This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast. Women come with a deep belief that there's something wrong with them, especially in regards to their sexuality, their femininity, their body. Something's just wrong and they can't figure out what it is, but it affects literally every aspect of their life. And, and that is related to basically the way we're being brought up to view our feminine sexuality is completely distorted. Like how our feminine sexuality actually functions is a beautiful journey in itself, which is very different from what's currently portrayed to us in a very male-dominated discourse out there. I'm here with Ilya today. Ilya is based on Waiheke Island in New Zealand. Welcome to the space. Thanks, Annika. Thanks for having me. Would you share with us who it is that you are and what it is that you offer to women? Sure. So my full name is Ilya Sawitsky. I'm originally from Germany and I came to New Zealand 20 years ago and originally I was a midwife. And so my work with women has kind of gone back a long time, um, but it's evolved. And what I'm currently offering is a very unique modality called Yoni Mapping Therapy, which is basically a sexual healing modality for women that's only really been developed, uh, yeah, about in the last decade, really. And so you offer this in person and also online? So when people see me in person for the yoni mapping therapy sessions, they take three hours and people do need to come to me. But I also offer online work that I have found very rich and deep, um, working somatically with the body in online sessions. How would you describe the online work in an essence? Where the online and the in-person work meet is basically that they both, we both, the, the intention is the same. And it is around deepening our relationship with our own body, with our own sexuality, with our own femininity, with our life energy, with our connection capacity with other people. And also there's a deep link into feeling confident and empowered and present in the moment, like anchored, you know, grounded, fully here with all of us because the sexuality, the, the energy of sexual, our sexual energy so often gets parked somewhere. Like we've learned that it's not welcome openly expressed in most spaces. So we kind of suppress it, park it, and actually don't live that part of ourselves, don't bring that beauty and that exuberance and that life energy to the table in everyday situations, be that with our family or in our work or with friends or out and about. I'm sad to hear that when you say that and it, it resonates, it lands in me. It's, it's mm. a topic very unspoken and shushed away and, and like you said, put to the side or almost also on the back burner of looking at. Mm. And I, like what it is that women come with, you know, what is in yeah. the way, what is yeah. it that you've found? 
Totally. There's a few key pieces. Um, one of the themes that keeps recurring is that women come with a deep belief that there's something wrong with them, especially in regards to their sexuality, their femininity, their body. Something's just wrong and they can't figure out what it is, but it affects literally every aspect of their life. And, and that is related to basically the way we're being brought up to view our feminine sexuality is completely distorted. Like how our feminine sexuality actually functions is a beautiful journey in itself, which is very different from what's currently portrayed to us in a very male-dominated discourse out there about who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to function as women. So for a lot of women entering into this work and getting some of the like the truthful information of how we really tick in our bodies, how we're supposed to function in you know in rhythms, in there's a slowness to our way of warming up in our own sexuality that's not being respected and acknowledged in the main discourse at all. And so most women come with issues around maybe they have pain or discomfort during intercourse, they have a low libido, they can't get excited about sex, they just want to get it over and done with to please their partner. And in all of these things kind of add to this picture there's something wrong with me, and and it's really really sad. And so that's a that's one key piece. And then directly linked to that is also the theme of numbness. You know, like linked to trauma, and just a whole lot of experiences around our sexuality that have been hurtful, disrespectful, um, slighting us as women. Uh, we. The body remembers all of that, every little incident, every, you know, sometimes it's not a physical impact. It's like even it's somebody's look, it's somebody's energy that has an impact of um, feeling like we're being disregarded or diminished. And the body stores this information and it stores as tension. And often that tension over time, we get so used to that tension and to protect us, we kind of relate, we stop relating to it as pain and tension. It just becomes a numbness. So basically it's a coping mechanism. It's a protection mechanism. We numb, we can't selectively numb certain experiences or emotions. So we numb over the whole spectrum. And on a physical level, often women experience during sexual intimacy that they just can't feel very much. There's like, what are what is all this talk about amazing sex and you know, freaking cosmic orgasms and all of that, you know, delight? Like I can't even feel my freaking clitoris much unless I use a vibrator. What what am I supposed to do? And it's like yeah, the, the, the healing journey is really a resensitizing journey of reconnecting with our bodies energetically and then also physically, like completely the medicine is really slow down and respect, like bring to yourself 
the level of kindness and respect and honoring that you would want from a partner. Because we have to be the ones who start this process in most cases. So then the body, our bodies do open up because they trust and they want to. They desperately want to open up and give. We want to give ourselves in that trusting space and totally soften into this experience. But it's very few of us can do it because we carry so much freaking trauma, not just from our own lives, but from our whole lineages. It touches me when you go into the the depths of where it actually sits and how also that it's not just my own trauma that I'm carrying and it's almost it's almost like empowering to know that I'm not doing this work for myself if I engage in in that area and and choose to heal that for me the second step then is is how how can the woman be empowered or what are the tools or what can she do to also then ask for what it is that she wants yes the key step is that connection with ourselves. Because if we don't have a reference point in our own bodies, what it actually feels like to go slow and to touch ourselves in that very soft and gentle way, it's almost impossible to ask that from a man, you know, because we don't have that reference point in ourselves to really anchor that that request. Like in a session, you know, like it takes three hours. The sessions take three hours because we need to go so slow for our nervous system to be able to open on that deeper level. And after talking for an hour, we move into an hour of full body massage. And only then, when the woman is ready, is the offering of the actual yoni mapping and the touch around the outer vagina and then the internal vagina, if that is what feels right. But that slowness is completely designed in tune with our nervous system. And then that, you know, like after I've done a whole massage for the woman on her body, and her body is soft and really relaxed and open, and she then chooses to continue the session and actually move to her outer yoni, her outer vagina, um, her vulva and her mons pubis, the top area, we basically continue the massage with the same loving attention and slowness into this area. And the like the stroking movements of the outer labia are so gentle and soft. And that is the moment when a lot of women, there's a deep grief that wells up because it feels so beautiful to them. It feels like something is being restored that was there a long, long time ago, you know, maybe as even as an infant, before we got loaded with all the judgment and the shaming, there was an innocent innocence about this part of our bodies to be touched. And when that innocence gets basically almost like in re-invoked through that touch, often women start crying and say, why have I never been touched like this before? It should be, everybody should do this. Everybody should have this experience because this is like the baseline of what it's like to be touched without an agenda, without anyone taking from you, without anyone wanting something from you for themselves, but with this kind of purity of just presence, 
kindness and love. It really is, you know, like I think a lot of men would love to be able to hold this kind of space for their partners that they care about, but they no one's taught them. They have no clue where to start. So coming back to your earlier questions, what, what are the simple questions, the simple steps we can do to sort of basically get really get clarity in ourselves as women, how we do want to be touched. It's it is, you know, like come for a session in person. That's probably the key for that area to, you know, have that it's like a it's like a a recognition in your body that nothing, no other experience can kind of quite match with that. <laughs> because once you have that, I have had I have had women who have completely transformed their love life after experiencing that. Because afterwards, there's a resol- resolveness in the body that goes like, I am not going to put up with this shit anymore, of being rushed, of being pushed, of rushing and pushing myself to comply to someone else's speed, I am going to start listening to my own body and honor what I'm hearing as the key. You know, that's the only, that's what matters. does not matter what we're being told, how we should function and what a partner might expect of us. They need to be trained. The men need to be slowly and gently and kindly retrained as to how we need to be touched to fully open. In order for that to happen, both partners need to feel really safe with each other. And all that performance pressure needs to be kept out of the space. Conscious sex really does not just happen by itself. We need to have these conversations with our partners, even though we're so entrained to believe that sex should just function harmoniously and happily and ecstatically by itself. Everything else, we at least get some training, you know, some helpful um, insights and some modeling to know what to do. And in this area, we don't get any. We, we only get misinformation. And then we're kind of expecting of ourselves that it should all flow um, beautifully. So, no, it does not. And it requires the willingness on both partner, in both partners, to actually sit down and have a conversation. What's our lovemaking, our intimacy about? What's most important for us here? How do we want to feel? Rather than just making it about having an orgasm and releasing and move on. Yeah, I'm hearing it's it's an intentional choice. It's not just a something that happens on the side or, or that it's expected to be part of the relationship that just works like you say it, it requires also attention this full admitting of yeah like I, I have these parts of myself that that try to handle or control sex somehow but actually like really deep within myself I want something different and I, I want connection yeah. and this, this experience that I don't even know what the experience could be like but I have a sense that that there's something else possible Yes, they all um, learn behaviors and ways of holding us that serve the sole function of protecting us, making us cope in an environment which is not necessarily open, kind, soft and safe. And so we've taken on these ways of being and we literally have to unlearn them. 
And that is a lot of my work, is helping women to unlearn these protection mechanisms that can be physical. You know, that can be a physical expression of there could be a lot of tension inside the vagina that causes the pain. And it's just simply like a retraction mechanism. The yoni is trying to protect herself. And it could be emotional that we just kind of disassociate and disappear ourselves. That's another very common one. And so if we can view them as protection mechanisms, we can take the judgment out of them, you know, like that there's something, again, wrong with us, that we've got mm-hmm. to carry all this baggage around with us. And it can translate into more kindness and a willingness to go step by step and slow. And I want to talk in the regards to feeling, you know, really safe because that's what our nervous system is all about at the core is keeping us safe. That most of the sex that we get to, um, that we see or hear about in the normal discourse out there is very much run by our um, the, in the nervous system that's in fight or flight. And it's very protected. It's like when you when you think back when you have sex, and as your arousal builds, how much tension builds in your body with that arousal? That is very normal and a very normal pattern in men and women. It's very much driven by this kind of build the tension and then release and then go, ah, well, glorious release. And then the tension builds up again and again, and then you have to, you know, go through these cycles of tension and release. And this is the sympathetic nervous system in fight or flight. And in that space, there is simply no vulnerability. In that space, when we're in full protection, we don't actually, we can't actually experience the level of intimacy and softness and connection that we all crave until we are willing to drop into our parasympathetic nervous system, which which is where we slow down. It's like the rest, digest, heal, recover, integrate part of our nervous system that only allows us to go there when we feel safe. Then there is vulnerability. Then there is softness in that connection. There is presence. There's moment-to-moment listening. What happens in these spaces is that they become healing. And that there needs to be a conversation around if healing is part of our intention of lovemaking, then it is not going to follow the prescribed looks on of what we see, you know, in terms of arousal, glorious ecstasy, pleasure, and orgasm. There could be things that come up in lovemaking that are really uncomfortable because the woman feels safe enough for it to come up. And then there's an opportunity to heal. And the healing simply comes from holding, holding the space, being present, loving, breathing. And then the body knows what to do. It's it's shifting the goalposts, literally, in lovemaking. And I can see how that in itself is then also healing for the man. It's not just a healing space for the woman, right? Because, you know, for a man to experience the woman in this healing process and then being able to see like a woman transformed into this soft flower that's able to to just be and, and relax in, in the man's presence 
as a man being in reverence of the feminine can be healing for them as well. My God, it's the most beautiful thing for a man. It's like you see your partner as the goddess that she is. When couples, really, men and women, understand how a woman's arousal works, how much time it takes, it, it takes and what happens on the inside of the body with the engorgement, with the blood flow, the understanding, the knowing that we as women carry the same capacity for engorgement that a man has in his penis. We have the same anatomical structures in our yonis. Fill up with blood and create a lot of full plumpness. Heart. It can even get quite, when the, when the blood flow comes in, um, after a while it can get feel really full and hot. When that happens on the outside, on the out, under the outer labia, and also on the inside, that physical transformation completely changes a man's experience of making love and having sex. Because that that yoni who's activated, she is like a living consciousness that responds physically with movement. There is like a pulsing that happens on the inside and it's an exchange that happens, not just energetically, but physically like a dance. And when men haven't experienced this glory with a woman, they literally go like, oh my God, what is this? And it's not a conscious trying to contract pelvic floor muscles it's our body taking over in these waves of pleasure knowing exactly what to do how to move and yeah we became a living goddess the men are the one who are completely missing out because the key is actually in the woman's pleasure i would like to touch on one last piece which is beyond a woman coming to you having yoni mapping or having sessions with you what are things that you can give women to feel this in myself? I find something that is really helpful. You know, you're talking about connecting with our sexual energy in a way that is much broader than just having an orgasm or self-pleasuring. And that is totally, it's a beautiful question because it's a really important question also because a lot of women struggle was this notion that they should be turned on and they're not. So it's like either they've got this concept that sexual turn-off functions either, you know, like a button, either it's on or it's off. And if it's off, there's nothing much I can do. And if it's on, then, you know, I need to do something, was it? Because now it's on and we need to have sex. But if we shift from that on or off and we imagine for a moment, that our own sexual arousal is like a staircase. And you have like 10 steps. It's a 10-step staircase. And at one, you have very little arousal, sexual arousal. And at 10, you have full orgasm. And then there's these kind of, you know, all these steps in between, which are like a gentle warm-up. You know, even right now, you could check in with yourself and go, well, maybe this conversation has juiced me up a little bit. You know, we're talking about sexuality, sensuality. I might already be at a two or a three, you know. And at low arousal, what warms us up, what gets us up the staircase, are the, the, there are things that don't we don't normally associate with sexuality. They might be going for a beautiful swim in the ocean. 
simple things like this so we might get together with in our women's circle and have a beautiful experience of connection we might dance um we might have a bath with aroma beautiful aromatherapy oils in it and and all these things get us up get our in arousal get us up the ladder in very subtle ways that we don't normally associate with sex but they are essential because we can't jump from a one till an eight and then you've got the mid level of arousal what really works is to focus on sensuality we go into another experiential kind of depth with the sensuality that could be sensuous touch just things that bring us deeper into our body and there is still no you know at that level there's still not necessarily a physical desire for intercourse at a level 7 or 8 like ideally we will not even be penetrated by men before we are at a level 7 or 8 arousal but when our body absolutely craves it the yoni when she's ready she pulls and that is a that is a beautiful experience of choice at this moment you know it's our body's choosing and communicating our body is saying this is what i want and i'm ready now i feel a lot of joy because it seems to me that this is the place of full authority that the woman then has in that moment because there's full consent across her whole body you know first as a yoni mapping therapist and now as a love sex and relationship coach it's like being constantly in touch with my own warm up and knowing what brings me up into higher levels and then making my baseline like i've lifted my baseline i've lifted my game instead of dropping back down to a a 1 or a 0 i would say my baseline is more like at a 3 and so from that place it's a much juicier living it's more radically alive to not completely disconnect from our sexual energy let it completely drop out of the picture and then try to find it again when we go to bed and and try to get turned on thank you elia i thoroughly enjoyed this and thank yeah. you for the work that you do thank you if you are enjoying this edgecast and want to support it there are various ways in which you can do that you could share with as many people as possible the episodes that are coming out once a week You can become a member and with your monthly subscription not only gain access to specific content but also support the creation of the free content. And you can join live spaces to really transform your own reality to make space for your own radical aliveness with higher levels of consciousness. You can find all the information for these offers on my website julia-neumann.com. Here and see you soon.